Goodness me, it sure has been a while. Welcome, everyone, to Pedro Pascal, a Pedro Pascal podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Eishman. And I'm your other host, Katrina, also known as O Katrina. <laughs> um, as Katrina has already said, it has been a while since we've done one of these. So uh, we thought we would do a little catch-up to start. Katrina, how have you been? Pretty good. Um, You know, I've uh, been working a lot. I've been traveling a lot. Getting ready for Star Wars Celebration, um, which I'm really excited about because, oh my God, there's going to be some Padro stuff going on there, uh, which we'll talk about later. Um, And yeah, I, I don't know. I've been like, Redecorating my apartment. I got a boyfriend. Uh, did I get a dog before the last time I was here? Because I got one of those. You also. You had the dog. You didn't have the boyfriend, to my knowledge, the last time I recorded. But you have the right. dog. You had the dog. Got it. Okay. Yes. Then yes. Yeah. Yeah. That happened, and it, it was great. <laughs> and and we've got some like really cool like news as of late. Some stuff we can talk about. Some stuff we cannot. Um, you know, like, it's just, uh, I I am so excited for the future right now, and I can't wait for um, everything. So, hello, Internet. Nice to be back. <laughs> You're like, hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> Life has been wild. Guys, we know we said um, in our Boba Fett episode that we were going to have more regular episodes. That is coming like now, just yeah. not. Yeah, we're good, we're good now. Everything's yeah. good now. Been a, been a while, a couple months. You know, a lot yeah, of stuff just, has been happening. It's been a wild couple of months. Um, because you know what? That's just how it is. Well, let's talk about first. Uh, Katrina had already mentioned that Padre Pascal is going to be at Star Wars Celebration. Hey. Uh, because I'm going to Star Wars Celebration, Katrina's going to Star Wars Celebration, our producer Ashley is going into Star Wars Celebration, and we are also all staying together at Celebration. I'll just... Padro. If anyone there (laughs) wants to say hi, you can. Just know that I'm, I'm weird. And honestly, if you're listening to this and you feel like maybe you want to have an outdoor mass meetup, um, let us know. Like, hit us up on Twitter or whatever. Comment wherever you are. Say hello. And, and you know, if, if people are into it, we'll, we'll do something like that. If not, you can look for us. But who knows where I'll be lurking. <laughs> lurking. I was like, Katrina's in the corner of celebration, just like on a trash can, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> full gremlin mode for celebration. No cosplays, <laughs> all goblin. That's how you gotta do celebration. I don't exactly. know. I've never been. This is my first celebration. But I'm assuming that's how you would do it. I get to be at your first celebration. My first celebration. Um, I'm going to have a lot of fun shirts. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wear shirts um, 
because I feel like trying to do a cosplay isn't going to work. I did try and cosplay in my Mandalorian cosplay uh, recently. It lasted for a hot minute, but like it was fun while it lasted. Thank you to my brother. Uh, We're going to try and be a little bit more uh, scheduled about our things. Obviously, we'll be at Celebration. Let us know what you want to do. But also, because we haven't been here for a hot minute, there is a lot of news that has come out about our good old boy himself, Pedro Pascal, mainly because he's been doing a lot of press. Um, he is obviously still filming The Last of Us, uh, uh, which is officially coming out in 2023. But um, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is coming out, or by the time this is out, will have been out already. Um, and so there's been a lot of press for that, including uh, something I think is very important to both me and Katrina, which is Pedro Pascal in a lot of pink. Woohoo! Um, this is him on James Corden. This suit, okay, I have so many questions about this suit. Look at him. He looks, he looks so good in this suit, uh, but it looks coral in other pictures, mm-hmm. but then hot pink in these. Well, I mean, it's all about the studio lighting at the end of the day. Because his hair looks redder in these pictures. Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. I guess maybe the saturation's up. I don't know what James Corden's up to. Um, But that's not the only time he's been wearing pink. Um, He did... uh, I do know this because I did the press day for this show, but I... Or for this show for this movie, but um, I was talking to the directors, or director and writer, you know what I mean. Anyways, um, and by this movie I'm talking about Unbearable Way to Mass Talent, um, they did a bunch of interviews in one day, and so the shirt that Petro Pascal is on is um, just a pink like sweater. Um, <laughs> this is from the Instagram Live, where he, or not Instagram Live, I'm doing a him because he called it Instagram Live. I'm, uh, this is from the TikTok live from the Lionsgate account that says, I'm the daddiest daddy. Am I the daddiest daddy? With a little, <laughs> little crown oh, on his head, like, uh, Cosmo. Yeah, a little, a little fairy man crown. Yeah, the oh fairy on Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, a lot of pink shirts, which I love, mm-hmm. uh, this is him talking about his mustache and beard with a pink shirt. Um, and yeah, so I mean, the pink shirt isn't the news, <laughs> but he's just been I mean, in pink it, a lot. It's, it's worthy of news. Let's talk about it. Like, it, <laughs> it's it's one of, like, I think it's one of those looks like that you'll never forget, like, of his, like, his D23 outfit, that like whole thing where it was like, the the pattern floral shirt yeah um, that he wore and like the, the bright pants and stuff like nobody's gonna forget that so I think this was like the aim for the stylist on this tour too you know is to just kind of like make a mark while they can with something fun and he always makes a mark he had a cool South by Southwest look as well because we haven't recorded since then like South by Southwest he had like that white shirt with the black print on it. Also, I, we're going to talk about The Unbearable Way to Mass Talent because it is honestly one of my favorite movies I think I've ever seen. 
Um, and it is for sure my favorite Nick Cage movie. And that is a big deal because I like Nick Cage movies. But the that this press tour and the fact that like Nick Cage is also coming up with in absolutely like wild suit choices with like weird <laughs> descriptions of them. Like though I think the one he was like, it's a uh was it gingerbread? Well, like, my thing I like about, like, this, look, I, we're going to talk about the Amber when we have massive talent, uh, but we're talking about his clothes, so we're talking about it anyway. Um, I love that, like, the entire press tour for the unbearable weight of massive talent seems to be just both Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal kind of pulling out whatever looks they think are wild and weird and going with it, and I love it so much because, um, like, Nick Cage wore a jacket uh, to the South by Southwest red carpet that he said reminded him of a shortbread and then um, wore a brown jacket to the New York premiere and said it reminded him of tree bark. Um, and then when he got to um, like LA, he was like, oh, I had a jacket, but I didn't get to go home. So he just was in a black, but he like keeps thinking of these weird jackets and and I don't know, I can't, listen, I can't say for certain. Um, but I do think it is funny that, like, Pedro Pascal, like, stepped up in these fun, weird looks for this press store. And I was like, oh, I bet you any money he was just like, oh, what's Nick wearing? All right, I got to come up with something cool. <laughs> and I like it. I think it, I think it rules. Yeah. And that's I that on that. It, you know, I mean, I can't fault it at all. Uh, I... I think I think it's it's time for the uh, fashionable press tour to uh, really return. And uh, you know, as someone who knows absolutely nothing about like what's really in for modern fashion, uh, I really think that this is going to start a trend. You know, I hope it does. Um, men wear hot pink. That's what I hope we get out of this. Um, <laughs> but the news and the hot pink and all of that lovely stuff is not um, what we're all here for. We are here today to talk about the Judd Apatow film, The, <laughs> the Buble, um, The Bubble. The Bubble. The Bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so The Bubble is, um, as I said, the Judd Apatow movie. It was based on the idea of kind of what happened with the Jurassic World Dominion filming, which for our listeners that don't know, Jurassic World Dominion was in the middle of filming when quarantine happened. Um, And so they shut down production and then they were kind of the first to, um, I guess, adopt the bubble policy, which was like putting actors in a bubble while filming was happening so that there weren't. Um, like COVID, they didn't have to really worry about COVID cases as much um, and things like that. Um, and yeah, and so this movie is kind of what inspired of it. Uh, Katrina, what did you think of The Bubble? Uh, you know, uh, it is a John Apatow film. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was really enjoyable. Like, honestly, it's it's one of those films that like you. you everybody had a lot of fun on set uh, making it and um, 
you know, it's really fun to watch. Uh, I like seeing all of my favorite actors be as funny and hilarious uh, as possible. So this was kind of like a really good film for me. And I really liked it and had a lot of fun with it. Um, and I, uh, I love it when Pedro is chaotic. So, you know, I can't complain at all. Yeah, um, I will go to our tried and true real quick. I will do a very quick rundown of what's going on. Um, Oops. Mainly because uh, this movie is pretty straightforward, and I think it's funnier to talk about the parts that we liked instead of go through the movie beat by beat. Basically, what's happening is, like I said, a bunch of actors filming a movie that's the end of a franchise, reportedly. Um, I say reportedly because in the movie that changes, but like these actors go in thinking it's the end of the franchise um, for a thing called Cliff Beast 6, which is, again, making fun of Jurassic Park. Um, and they get put into the bubble, and we kind of get to see how like that affects their mental health, how it affects their relationships in the bubble, how it like kind of how that handle or how they handle that with filming um and then by the end of the movie like i don't i think i I can't remember if like cliff b6 didn't even get finished or what happened but like the documentary of the making of the film is what ended up getting put out into the world um and yeah i i really liked this movie i thought it was very funny i also like judd apatow movies so i was like yeah this is exactly what i sign up for Mm -hmm. um but yeah like uh it's just it's one of those movies that you're watching um and like I laughed out loud at times which sure that seems like the the low bar for a comedy but like when you're watching a movie by yourself because I was watching it like for to like do a review and stuff for it work um normally like I don't laugh out loud because I'm like I'm just sitting by myself not that I'm performing when I laugh, but, like, why am I going to laugh loudly? Like, no one's going to hear me. I can chuckle. Um, and then there were parts of this movie where I just fully, like, couldn't stop laughing. Aw, that's nice. I mean, it was it was mainly, like, Dieter, them thinking Dieter died. <laughs> that was, like, the part that got me. Because there was, like, I'll save it. Okay. Katrina, what are some <laughs> of your favorite parts of this movie that you recall like what did you really like about it honestly i liked the uh you know me i love lighter characters uh the two (laughs) uh dinosaur actors um the green screen actors who were always kind of like in the back like the they were kind of like the rosencrantz and gildenstern of this movie and i i greatly enjoyed uh their commentary throughout um i was excited to see uh, Samson Kayo, who is Olu in um, in uh, whoops in that pirate show. Our flag means death. Yes, he is in the bubble, um, and he is uh, a delight as usual. Um, and I, I just like I like the way this cast is stacked. There are like some again some Aptow film staples. Uh, like half of his family is in this. Uh, they're delightful. <laughs> Um, but it's also like I, I really liked Mirdaz as Ron John and like I liked all the hotel staff that like were around and like normal and stuff. And then I really liked uh, uh, Annika. She was really funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, similar to your reaction with Samson, I was excited to see Gus Khan 
because I watched um, Taskmaster, mm-hmm. and he was one of my favorites on Taskmaster in his season. And I, when all of a sudden, like him and Pedro Pascal started tweeting at each other, I was like, "What's going on?" And then I saw that he was in the bubble, and I was like, "Oh, this is great! Nice. Great energy! <laughs> I love the, t- I love whatever's going on with their friendship." No notes. Um, but yeah, like this movie does a really good job with like the secondary characters. Like obviously, all these actors are so, like every actor did a great job of like picking a kind of like caricature of an actor and making it this like obviously thought through character. But like you knew exactly the kind of actor that person was. Like I'm not gonna name a name, but Dieter reminded me of one of my favorite actors because of like his struggles and how he like internalizes acting and all that kind of stuff. Like I very much loved his whole deal because I was just kind of like, yes, this is great. No notes. This is exactly what I want from that kind of like character, I guess, in a, it's that kind of vibe of actor, I guess, um, Mm -hmm. in a project like this. But I also really liked Karen Gillan's arc because (laughs) like, yeah um because i like that it starts with her and like being like oh i love my boyfriend and then it's being her like i'm sad girl amazing well like this is the thing is that i i'm so glad that we're in this this time where it looks like karen gillen's star is like finally finally or like really rising the way it's supposed to and has kind of like it should have been since you know nebula like uh i i remember when like People were trying to get selfie off the ground, which, you know, justice for selfie, because I miss that show so very much. But I mean, I recently rewatched Gunpowder Milkshake, and uh, she, again, like, she led that movie uh, expertly, and uh, that goes the same for the Jumanji movies. Like, she's she's great. Like, she's fantastic uh, in both, like, comedy and, like, action, and so it's cool that she gets like these roles that are especially this one that's kind of like the meta um outlook at like her usual roles that she's been taking recently so yeah yeah well because it was like i um i'm one of those kids um i'm a doctor who fan so like i love amy pond even though i know a lot of people don't i love her mm-hmm. um and so uh like when she shows up when matt smith uh regenerates and says calls him a hair raggedy man uh i weep but uh so i have been wanting people to like i guess recognize how good she is um and i and she's very funny like you said like selfie was a great show and i think people kind of just like let it die which sucks because her and john Cho were really good in that and it was really fun and i i want like I, I should just not like shows because whatever shows I'm like, this is really good, they get canceled. So, uh, always have a sweet too, don't worry. No, no longer will I like shows. Um, but yeah, no, like, I, I, I just like everyone's deal in this movie, I really liked. Like, even whatever was going on between Leslie Mann and David Duchovny, I was kind of into because it's Leslie Mann and David Duchovny, like, I, and they, I, they were playing those kind of, again, those actors who were like, look at us, like, we're a married couple, we adopted a, a almost adult, or was he, I can't remember if he was, like, over 18, or, like, 
how old the kid they had. It was like an adult child. He was like a young man. Like, yeah, he was like 19. He was or... like an adult. He had like facial <laughs> hair and everything. Yeah. Um, but it, I, it was kind of weird to see this movie sell Iris Apatow as not Leslie Mann's child because Iris Apatow looks exactly like her mother. Like, Maud, you could maybe get away with, like, Maud because she looks a little not as right. much like yeah. Leslie. Um, but I was just like her mom. I was just like, okay, that's a choice. Yeah, you know, they they did what they could, but no, yeah, she looks like dead on like her mother. So, like that that was noticeable. But I think like you know, she her role was kind of fun, and I really enjoyed her character a lot. Yeah, like those TikToks obviously were highlights of the movie. Oh my god! Like every okay, this movie. What really sold it for me, you know, it was action, adventure, like, like meta, blah, blah, blah. What really sold it for me were the dance numbers. Like, I, I went, like, gaga for them. Like, I, I was so pleased with, like, all of the dance numbers for TikTok because they were, like, just elaborate enough to feel a little, like, show to me, which was kind of fun. So I, I loved it. Like, that was, like, favorite favorite thing about this film yeah and it was and it was fun because everyone kind of like committed to it which it was like yes they were all committed to it because it was like that's what the studio would make them do but it was funny watching all of these just normal actors doing that stuff because you know they had to be like all right we're going to explain to you why this joke if you don't already know works and then we're going to explain how this TikTok dance worked. And it was like, there's probably like 10 steps to get to like, hey, this is funny. Trust us. Like, we're just going to put this in here. And I loved it. Yeah. Um, I, okay. Are there any other just general thoughts about this movie? Because I do want to just get into Dieter. Because I am obsessed with his entire storyline. <laughs> Uh, no, I think those are, like, the highlights of it for me. I, you know, I, uh, it's always nice to see Keegan-Michael Key in action, so that was fun, and, uh, I, yeah, I'm ready for some deer talk. Yay! Okay, so, uh, let's, what else are after Dieter? Uh, Heater? Um, <laughs> to start off. Here is a picture of Dieter saying, listen, I'm sorry, I'm trying to care, but it's hard. Um, and I think that is just genuinely right there why I love this character and this movie. And I think it's so funny because uh, as we have learned in interviews, Pedro Pascal crafted this entire outfit because um, Dieter's vibe was kind of all up to him. And so this robe mm -hmm. look that he wears with sunglasses and all the tattoos um, was his idea, which I think is really fun because I, uh, I, I think that's a, a fun aspect of acting that we don't get to see that much of. Getting to create your character and the look that they would wear. Um, and so I really like that they got to do that with the bubble. I have two favorite things outside of the like the Annika stuff with uh, Maria Baklova um there are like two moments in this movie where I was like okay this is genuinely very very funny and I like it a lot 
Um, one being a Star Wars crossover. Yes. So, uh, Katrina, do you would you like to explain what's happening? No, you know what? I I would really I miss hearing your recaps, and no. I want to give you the floor so that we okay. can start this. Come on. It's so not even going to be that long. It will be a short one. No, I won't. I tell you, basically, what's happening um, in this scene, and then I'll break down the other one. In this mm-hmm. scene, um, they, if I remember correctly, they get put back into quarantine or whatever it is. Dieter's in his room alone. Dieter Bravo. I'm so sorry. Let me say his full name. Dieter Bravo is in his room alone. Um, and he is uh, lonely. And he's sitting in front of one of those like workout mirrors that are already kind of freaky because it's a mirror, but it's like a person in there telling you to work out, whatever. Um, I don't get it. So <laughs> he's uh, he's sitting on like, uh, here's a picture of it. He's sitting on like a yoga mat and he's listening <laughs> to this face. Um, he's listening to the mirror talk to him. Mm-hmm. However, the mirror happens to be Ray Skywalker herself, Daisy Ridley. Um, really? yeah. Uh, our producer is saying they're based on the Lululemon mirrors that have workouts like Peloton. Yeah. Um, if you, it, I'm, you have at least seen a commercial of them. Like, if you haven't seen one in real life, I've only seen commercials of them. I don't want to see one in real life. Uh, I don't know what it does. Actually, I know what it does, but you know, uh, that's what they say it does. I'm sure these mirrors have an FBI agent in it watching us all. Um, and I've got enough FBI agents right <laughs> we're now. Go, we're going to stop <laughs> recording in the end, then that part is no longer going to be on there because the FBI agents watching us film this are like, you can't be telling people about you can't tell what people. we do in the mirrors. How um, dare you? How dare okay. you let them know that we watch people work out? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but It's cold. So it's cold. No, forget it. <laughs> so he's, um, he's, he's sitting there, he's like talking to the mirror. And then he starts, like, um, flirting with the workout instructor, 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 Daisy Ridley, um, because he's lonely. And so then he makes out with Daisy Ridley. Oh, look at this earring. Um, He makes out with Daisy Ridley through the mirror. So you're like, okay. But then he busts through the mirror and the two start having sex in the mirror. How that equates in real life is just, you know by himself but I mean I, I took it as like a hallucination kind of yeah, yeah it was like, a hallucination he was, he was on our dear Dieter <laughs> was on the hardest drugs in the world throughout this movie and so that I, I mean like that's what he was struggling with was the combo of the drug addiction and the sex addiction addiction and you know speaking of Doctor Who uh, when that happened I was reminded of the face of Bo and I was like, oh, no. You're toxic, gun flipping. <laughs> no, that's not the face of Bo. That's the... Or the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Not the face of... Because he's in, a, like, a big tank. He's a big head. I yeah, just yeah, think of the toxic head. lady with the stretched yeah. skin. And they have the splinter. They spritzer to toxic. Guys, welcome to the Doctor Who podcast. Um... But yeah, like, I liked that whole, it was so weird, and I, it, it was funny, because, like, they gave me my screening 
uh, link for this. Uh, I had to interview Judd Apatow for this movie. I had to. I was very excited to interview Judd Apatow for this movie. But um, so I was watching it by myself on vacation because I was in Florida for my niece's birthday. And like I (laughs) I put this movie on and I was like, she wanted to hang out with me, obviously, uh, because I came down there for her birthday. And I was like, I have to watch this for for work. Like, I'll let you know um, when you can come in. She's like, but can't I watch it with you? I was like, I don't. It's a new movie. I don't know if it's appropriate or not for you. Like, uh, I'm sure it's fine. So I was watching it with subtitles on and like I turned it down. And then just when I was like, oh, maybe she can watch it with me, like David Duchovny and Leslie Mann start fucking each other on set. And so I just quickly paused it and like waited until she left. And so then later this scene came on and when everyone came back for lunch and I was like, we got to stop coming in the house in the middle of me watching this movie. Um, but yeah truly uh an absolutely breathtakingly weird scene yeah and um and one that i love a lot it's not like yeah i like it truly when i tell you did not register in my brain that it was a star wars crossover until everyone on twitter was like star wars crossover right. see i saw that i was like what do you mean din ray what do you mean din ray what the what happened like i think it's even, like like four years old or something yet like what happened (laughs) so then i like i finally i watched it a little later than everybody else and so that's when it dawned on me it was like oh that's din ray got it okay okay yeah it's like din po it's like it's because oscar and and pedro hang out a lot yeah it's like i get it but it was just like my brain was just like why is daisy ridley here and it didn't catch up to the Star Wars of it all until yeah. you know the internet was like hey this is Star Wars and I was like oh yeah you're right <laughs> I didn't think about that I was just like Daisy Ridley and Pedro Pesco that's fun <laughs> um uh I guess my second uh favorite part that we can break down which I kind of mentioned which made me laugh out loud was uh, when they think theater is dead. Mm-hmm. Mainly because I have never laughed harder at a man going, what time is it? Time of death, 324. And Keegan-Michael Key, I think it was, just goes, he's still breathing. And he was like, that's just the body letting the air out. And this guy just fully was like, he's dead. Don't worry about it. <laughs> A plus comedy. Yeah. Like, I love that whole, like, I think the hotel staff secondary cast was, like, some of the, the most interesting, like, group acting I had seen in my life. Like, they they all have really great individual stories, but, like, I like this kind of, I don't know, it reminds me a little of, like, Clue movies, you know? Where, I was just like, say, it reminds me of, like, a farce, almost. Yeah. Like, those secondary exactly. characters are doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love stories like that, like, where it's, like, you you don't realize or aren't supposed to realize that there are like two separate teams working in this particular uh, challenging environment. So I think that's really cool. And like, I love that scene. Yeah. And it's like, uh, like I like, you're right. I like the whole hotel staff. Like, and I also love Peter Serafinowicz's little Perfect. deal. Where he, Perfect. 
him and uh, Fred Armisen are just trying to make a movie. <laughs> it's just like, it's not high art. You're making a dinosaur movie. Like, as someone who loves the dinosaur movies, like, you're making a dinosaur movie. And still, <laughs> they were like, it's the greatest thing we're making. Um, But, like, yeah, I loved that man. I'm so sorry to that man. I guess I can just, hold on. His name is Harry Trevaldwin. I believe. Harry, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. That's not how you say your last name. Um, <laughs> but Gunter rules. Uh, I think it's just that whole scene. Because everyone is high in the cast because, uh, you know, they were all stuck in a hotel together. But, yeah, genuinely one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie. Because they throw Pedro Pascal in a tub of ice yep yeah i remember seeing him posting uh what on instagram about that yeah he posted an instagram story yeah in the bathtub that was pretty funny i really liked it yeah just a an all-in-all incredible chaotic performance uh by pedro uh throughout this movie and in this scene too yeah um and then there is what Katrina has already mentioned. So, Katrina, if you want to talk about this little love story that appears. Yeah. Uh, so, Dieter and Annika apparently have a love story. And um, uh, and it's more like Annika wants to get married. And Dieter's like, sure, why not? And uh, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's how it kind of ends. You know, like, he's lost throughout the movie. She's the one constant, and he's like, oh, I'm going to give it a shot, even though she's 27 years old and, like, wasn't alive when Nickelodeon started, you know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) Even though Nickelodeon is older than her. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's, like, cute. Well, because, like, obviously he has a sex scene with Daisy Ridley in this movie, but he, like, they are flirting the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a weird back and forth way that like is charming it. it's like charming at the same time as it's like what are you two doing <laughs> she's you know she's nothing but uh, but clear about what she plans to do and I respect that so yeah, she, it, she like, never replied not once she said exactly what she was going to do <laughs> yeah and it's it's fine because it's like towards the end. So like uh, this movie, for those who haven't seen it, I'm gonna spoil it. Um, <laughs> throughout the movie, obviously, it doesn't end well with their filming um, situation, uh, mainly because the studio has decided that they're just going to uh, keep filming these movies and keep these actors in a bubble, even though they told them they were it was just this movie. So everyone is like revolting, <laughs> and um, and also like in the beginning of the movie, Gus Khan like runs away, um, and so they kill off his character in like the strangest way possible because they're like, "Well, we gotta kill him," um, and then Leslie Mann's character, uh, like the actress gets her fingers shot off because she was trying to escape, and so that was like the studio's plan of keeping them all together was like wow shoot them if they leave um and so i forget how what happens to her character 
Doesn't someone? Oh, was it Gunther who plays her? Oh yeah, yeah. He like replaces her. Yeah, like someone plays her, and then they're like, "Well, CGI." Like mm-hmm. I have the same body as her. <laughs> they yeah. Didn't. Um. And like they'll CGI her in, and like slowly everyone starts kind of like just dropping out. Yeah, um, yeah. Everyone just starts leaving. I remember that scene because it was like. I knew something fucked up was going to happen. Like, I felt like somebody's going to die. Like, someone's going <laughs> to die in this movie. And so, and somehow when that happened, I still, like, jumped. Like, oh, oh my. Ooh. There's blood. Oh. Oh, oh my no. sensitivities. Oh. Well, because oh, it's my. like, this movie has really fun commentary, I think, on movies and actors in general. Because, like, Karen, going back to Karen Gillan's character, she doesn't have lines um and like they're cutting a lot of her stuff and they're making her out to be kind of like not hard to work with in this movie in particular but like the reason she doesn't have lines and the reason um this stuff is happening is because like she thought she could do better elsewhere so she made a movie as a woman like she was wasn't her character trying to fix the Israeli um Palestinian war wasn't that like her like the movie she went and made and then they were like she came oh, back yeah. to the dinosaurs cuz it was a bad it was like the movie's <laughs> bad but like someone I mean, was like oh choices that movie were made yeah and so like she, um because she had left everyone hated her so like the whole movie it's like her trying to regain her trust and what's really fun is like the end of this movie when they go to the premiere of the documentary that people are like hey you you're like hard to work with and then they show all these scenes that like we didn't see because she is the character we've been following right a plus uh a plus work uh but yeah and it's just like a fun little comedy i like how it wraps up their little stories i like um the annika story with Dieter mainly because like it ends with them being in love with each other on the helicopter as they're trying to escape. It's so cute, so sweet. Which that's all that's a good payoff too because mm-hmm. Keegan Michael Key was learning how to fly. Exactly. <laughs> and they only let him go up go like up and, down. up and down originally. And he's like, I'm only I only know how to go up. And they're like, what do you mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I don't know. It's just, it's it's good. It's a long movie. Um, like, that's not a bad thing. It is just a long comedy. Like, you're, you got to spend two hours with the comedy. Yeah. But yeah, um, I think people are real mean about it. Um, I don't know why. No, I mean, you know what? Here's the thing. Like, usually, I, okay. Actually, Ash, yeah, I said I don't, people were mean about it, and then Ashley in our chat, the two out of ten. <laughs> and everyone is entitled to their opinion. But, you know, the great thing for me, you know, I miss uh, doing the entertainment journalism every once in a while. And every once in a while, I feel like I should, like, pitch an essay for funsies um, to people. But, like, uh, I also feel really good not having to um, 
express myself um, as clearly on the internet, and I commend you for doing so, Rachel. Because, like, I just got to enjoy this movie. Like, sometimes I don't want to think about a movie, and I just want to have fun. And this was one of those fun movies. Like, you know, I I don't have a real critique of it because I knew what I was going in for. Like, I know this filmmaker. I know Mm -hmm. this cast. I know what kind of, like, you know, uh, hijinks this is about. And I didn't, it's like, it was one of the first COVID related productions that I watched um, that like, I didn't want, I, I didn't feel stressed, you know, like, and that's kind of what attracted me to it outside of the fact that like Pedro's in it. Um, it was like, oh, I can watch this movie about like being part of COVID and like living through it and not have like to worry about how I'm going to react to it because it's a comedy. Cause I knew what I was going into. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this was the piece of COVID entertainment that I, I was excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, I hate mean, the idea of like how many things we're going to have either. I don't like when shows recognize COVID and I know it, they're like, Oh, it makes filming easier. And I was like, yeah, I get that. But like, I don't like it. I think the um, only other thing that like brought me joy during COVID that was about COVID were those like goofy shorts that were like, here's how to wear your mask. (laughs) You're like, it's the bubble and the goofy shorts. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My two top COVID recommendations. Well, I guess, oh, and you know what? The Princess Bride at home. Um, Not not COVID created, Mm -hmm. but, or not COVID, like, doesn't exist in it, but it was a result of COVID. Yes. Um, I agree completely. It's just a a movie that's I think dumb fun, and I think um part of the problem, um, like you said, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I just think that a lot of people like forgot that like sometimes movies are just dumb fun, mm-hmm. um, and maybe because like Judd Apatow, his comedy is a bit different in those, um, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like it. I'm glad that it brought us back together. I'm glad we got to enjoy this film and talk about it. And I'm looking, I'm very much looking forward to uh, our our future episodes as we start churning these out more. So yeah, it's good to be back with you, Rachel. Thank you. Yeah, the bubble helped because the bubble got us back here so then we could just keep on dragging. Yeah. Um, but now, guys, that was the bubble. Watch it if you want. Listen to me recrap the great scenes. But now it's the time for the tried and the true. Their favorite. Wait, hold on, please. <clears throat> stash, 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 stash. The stash on everybody's lips is gonna be Petros. Um, it's Stash of the Week. Stash of the Week. Where myself and Katrina pick our favorite stashes. Um, I did go a stash from the movie. Okay. For my pick. Um, let's, uh, Katrina, actually, let's do yours first. Because yours is fun and has a story. I actually uh, am going with press tour stash. Uh, I I mean, the way it uh, 
just shines against the pink hues of this particular press tours um, outfit choices. I just, I really think, I really think it's, it's, it's a great stash. Daddy stash. The daddiest of daddy stash. Oh, the glasses, the glasses. It's the best. Good glasses. Yeah. Yeah. The little messy hair and the Um, The Italian just popped out. I was going like this. Um, My stash is uh, Pepper Pascal, the goat. Yes. This is from the bubble, uh, but, or from the filming of the bubble, from the bubble itself. This is Pedro Pascal in a very warm looking coat, holding a goat with a tie on. Mm-hmm. With a good stash. Um, I, I like his raggedy beard. Um, go back to this thing where it says um, that his trademarks is a mustache and a very short yet raggedy beard. <laughs> yes, yes. A lot of people are ragged. That is, uh, that's actually Pedro's uh, real estate agent. Uh, his name is Bobby. <laughs> um, he's pretty popular uh, here in LA and uh, yeah so they're there that's actually them viewing the property just to survey stuff you know just, just maybe eat some of the <laughs> yeah eat some of the grass Bobby is a, he is uh, along with being a great real estate agent uh, he's very good at terraforming um, <laughs> so, what's that game uh, that kids play where they move they like build yeah. the Minecraft He's real good at the mind yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, so that's why you know that's that's a little little known fact about Pedro Pascal. He brings his real estate agent Bobby the Goat everywhere. Everywhere. That's why yeah. Bobby's so sharply dressed. He went to Croatia with him. They were filming a bear boy in Everywhere. Yeah, He's I mean, currently what's, in what's Canada. He do? What's he gonna do? Come on this show and disprove me? <laughs> Yeah, are you gonna tell us that you're real estate Is it a goat? I'm just saying, whatever. You're gonna try and tell us your real estate agent isn't that goat? He has a tie. Yeah, bring up the tie. We gotta look at the like. If you don't want us thinking that that goat is your real estate agent, then why is he wearing a tie and a collar, just like a tucked vest? That goat is dressed. Yeah. Ready to sell some property. That goat said, hey, guys, I know how uh, property management works. Um, next thing you know, that goat's going to be on Selling Sunset. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't know if you guys know this, but you've just come to a comedy hour. We're, we're just making jokes about this goat. Um, um, homeowners on the range. <laughs> I just, I like, I like that this goat has no idea what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, I don't know why this man's holding me. Uh, this coat is warm. Like, what happened? Why am I here? <laughs> he's like, this is, I guess, fine. No. I'm not sure. <laughs> goat. Sorry. I love baby goats. I, I used to do uh, living nativity at my church um, just because they brought in live baby goats. Um, and so I always volunteered for it, even though it was like kind of awful. You're like, but there's a goat. Yeah, I have to do like this play about Jesus every 15 minutes, but at least I have like 
baby goats here, you know? <laughs> I used to scream like goats in college. I don't, I couldn't do it now, and it is also, I, I can't be that loud. I used to do the leg where they yell. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> this is a goat hour. Um, there is also one other <laughs> thing from this press store. Goats. I love goats. So cute. Um, before we give our quick little ratings and sign off, there is one more press thing that we have not looked at yet. Yeah. Oh, which, what is that? Which is Metro saying that Oprah Martell is the slut. Hot Girl is. Summer has begun early, folks. That is our that's our our sign. You know, <laughs> hey, um, I I didn't even read what it said out loud because I was just laughing. Um, it says he's the slut I I wish I always was, which is about <laughs> Oberyn Martell, um, everyone's favorite slut. Um, <laughs> yeah, respect it. I respect it. I really. Um, so for our ratings, obviously, I give every movie ten out of ten. It was a ten out of ten. I liked it very much. I laughed ten out of ten. Official review from me, Katrina. What do you, what do you give the bubble? Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, an eight point five out of ten. You know, I don't really have major complaints. I don't know. It's uh, is it an Oscar winner? Who knows? I don't know what Oscar Isaac thinks of this movie, Woo! so I can't tell you if it's an Oscar winner. But uh, but it is an eight point five winner from me. It's a big old part. Our producer, uh, Ashley, who 10 minutes ago said it was a 2 out of 10. 2 out of 10. responded with, wow. Yep. <laughs> nope. I, sorry. I'm like in a good mood now. Who knows what I'll think or how I'll feel in a few weeks, though. Yeah, this is going to get, this, this is going to go live. And we're going to get so many people being like, what's wrong with the two of you? I'm not like taking it. this podcast seriously ever again. It's like you do gave the bubble a great score. Who do you think you're listening to? <laughs> We're in season two, okay? By now, you should know what you're in for. You guys should know that we're gonna just like whatever. I didn't even put on makeup today for this on camera thing. Like, like you guys, we're in it. You're in it now. <laughs> There's no going back. If you are, if you've listened up to this point. You're in it. We can give you whatever we want. Yep. No, I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be. We'll give you whatever we want. Um, I mean, I, I did do, I did put purple eyeliner on, but it was because I went and saw a play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love your purple eyeliner. You it was great. Put it for POTUS, a play. Not Joe Biden, a play called POTUS. Um, right. I heard about that recently. There's a play called POTUS. There's a play called POTUS. Vanessa Williams sang Roar. Um, the Bubble. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, guys. Uh, we can thank The Bubble for bringing us back together. We can thank, in a future episode, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent for keeping us going. Can't wait. I'm so um, excited for that one. If you're watching this and you haven't seen it yet, go to a theater and see that movie. I want to talk to everyone and anyone about it. I feel uh, slightly like I'm losing my mind because I've watched so many Nick Cage movies in um, the span of uh, a couple of days. And by watching, I mean, I'm also rewatching a lot of them, but I'm a, a 90s child. So that means I watched most of them 
at an age where I don't remember the plots. Um, I could tell you certain things, but I couldn't tell you the whole movie. So I've rewatched like Con Air. Um, a movie I have some hot takes about. Which I guess we can talk about. Listen, Cameron Poe should have never been in jail in the first place. Those men were going to murder him. Um, mm-hmm. And then he went to jail. Yeah, now this is Nick Cage pod. But guess what? You know what? Pedro Pascal would enjoy his podcast turning into a Nick Cage podcast. Stay tuned for the Nick Cage podcast. Flick your Nick. Oh, oh. Wave near you. I mean, that that was um, a tangent. But, 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 uh, but yeah, any, any who's it's. <sighs> Guys, we did it. This is the end it. of the episode. <laughs> That's how we're going to start ending episode. This is the end of the episode. Um. <laughs> There's no monster at the end of this episode. Thank you guys. It's just us. Thank you guys miss us. Uh, Katrina, where can the people find you? Hello, people. You can find me anywhere on the internet at Katrina, And on April 30th, you can find me on the TTRPG Gifts Twitch stream playing Peppa from Encanto in a Kids on Brooms Encanto one-shot called Encantados, where some amazing, amazing people were raising money for Tequeria, which is uh, a uh, tech organization um, supporting Latin American developers and young geniuses. So come on in and help us tell a story of the Madrigal family again. Yay. And you guys can talk about it. See what I did there? Yes. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm You can talk about. Yeah. Um, I guess we talk about Bruno. Anyway, I cannot get that. Yeah, song yeah. Back. Oh, there are going to be discussions about Bruno. I cannot get that song back in my head. Oh. I woke up with it in my head today. I couldn't tell you why. Oh, um, conversations, chat logs about Bruno. <laughs> uh, oh, Bruno. Um, yeah, guys, you can follow me on Twitter. At Rachel Leishman. You can follow me on Instagram at Rachel underscore Leishman. Um, where the Nick Cage movie follows me. Just letting you guys know that the Nick Cage movie account follows me on Instagram. Highlight of my life. Um, you can follow us here at Padro Pascal. Where we are going to start putting episodes out at least once a month. We're going to be more up to date. You guys, if you want to see us at Celebration, let us know. We can yeah. do like an outdoor thing. We can wave from across the room. We can just say, Padro! And then someone else just yells, Pascal, back at us. Whatever you guys want to do. Just let Five us know. from the Disneyland parking lot. <laughs> I, listen, I'm, Pascal. I already told Ashley, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to get into Disney at some point just so I can go see the Avengers. Um, I want to see Mr. Knight in his little sloop. I love Stephen oh, Grant so I much. Love that. Yeah, um, I, let's totally plan that after this show. Ashley said we're going. I want to go see Stephen Grant. Um, Pedro, if you're if you're there and you want to come to Disneyland with us, just let us know. Uh, <laughs> you you want to come? Let us know. Coming up? Why not? <laughs> why not? Why, why, what else are you doing that weekend? <laughs> what if that is that? You know what? new manifesting goal and then this episode really will be over 
our new man festival. In the Toy Story parking lot. Yeah. We will be there. No, in Scar. How dare you? We're going full. We're going Scar. <laughs> so we're going into the Scar parking lot in Disneyland, California. We're going to mm-hmm. meet up. We're going to roll into Disney, and then that is going to be the episode that Joe Pascal is on of Padre Pascal is we're going to be. The last time I was at Disneyland, I saw John Favreau. So, you know, next up, come on. Let's do this. I'll just start crying. It was my birthday. It was a lucky day. So let's let's put that in the manifestation doc. Yeah, Katrina and I do have matching lightsabers. Yes, we do. Oh my god, yes. See, we have to go and like take photos with our lightsabers because we can bring them in in the cases. So, yeah. Well, I, can't, I don't know that I can bring my purple one back on a plane. <laughs> I think you can. I think there are lightsaber policies. We'll check on that because there were some at past celebrations on airlines. So, who knows? But guys, um, until next time. Yes. This was Padro Pascal. Like Rate, subscribe, listen, email us, talk to us, be our friends. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.